Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dimensions of Greatness podcast. I'm your host, Felicia Atlas. Welcome back. We're going to be discussing some very powerful and beautiful things in the Lord. I'm glad to be back with you guys today. I hope that everyone had a blessed weekend. I hope your last week was full of strategies, fulfillment, and manifestation in the presence of God. I hope that God is doing great and wonderful things in your life. He has definitely shown me what he has in store for the people of God, and I'm just going to share that today. I'm excited about what he's doing. Um, Before we get started, I just want to say welcome back to everyone. Um, Welcome to our new listeners. Special shout out to our listeners in Gauteng, South Africa. I hope that I said that right. Gauteng, South Africa. I see that you you all have been listening for the last few days. Very, very happy. Very blessed to see that. Continue to listen. Continue to share. You can also email me if you have any questions or concerns concerning the Dimensions of Greatness podcast. I am always eager and willing to share the revelation of the Lord and also research any questions that you may have concerning fulfillment in your life, uh, pursuing greatness in your life, or going to the next level in God. I'm here for that. I'm all about that. And today we're going to share just a very blended, remarkable anointing of power and virtue as it pertains to success strategies, not only for business, but for ministry. How many know that those two things can sometimes come together? The priest is not always, um, it's not alienated from the right to succeed in God or to have, um, revenue or increase as it pertains to fulfilling um, economic structure in the realm of the earth, because we know that the priesthood comes from the lineage of Levi. But how many know that that prophecy was already fulfilled in Judah, who the King David comes from that lineage. So we all have access through Jesus. Jesus is from the lineage of Judah. He was also minister and king. So we have the authority, we have the right in God to strategically enhance our lives as it pertains to success, as it pertains to strategies, as it pertains to fulfilling the will of God for our lives, whether it be in ministry or whether it be in business. God is definitely speaking profoundly. He's definitely speaking profusely to those in business, book writers, um, bankers, people in accounting, people that have financial institution insight. Um, I felt that very strongly over the last couple of days. He's even speaking directly to people in construction, people in carpentry, saith the Lord, that want to build businesses. He wants them to build. He wants them to have an architectural design, but in the anointing. There's one thing to have an architectural design in the realm of the earth, but it's a totally different thing when that anointing is placed on it, when the fire of God is released on a plan, released on a project. It's a totally different outcome because the strategies of God cannot fail. So without further ado, we're just going to get started. I'm going to talk a little bit about me today. I'm going to open up about myself and what God is doing because I believe it's going to be a blessing to someone. Um, I hardly ever talk about myself. I do not like to do that. As a matter of fact, you can't even hardly find me on social media, any pictures of myself or anything like that. But God is doing some different things and I'm going to try to be a little bit more transparent to help people to understand. I know that some of the revelations that I share can be a bit weighty, can be a little bit um, thick as it pertains to digesting. So I'm going to share a little bit about myself to help people kind of break the ice a little bit and understand what the dimension of greatness is about, what God is doing. There's seven, five, we're in the seventh month. So there's not much time left 
for the first of the year. And I know that we all had those New Year's goals. And I don't know about you, but I am going to fulfill the goal that I set out to fulfill January 1st, 2021. So that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to just give you hope that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you would understand what God has in store for you and that you would put all your hope, might, vigor, 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 remember that word today, into fulfilling what God has in store for you. Remember, as we discussed, the manifestation is up to you. The fulfillment is already complete in God. So I hope everyone had a great weekend. Mine was great. I cooked dinner and I always talk about um, how great of a cook I am. (laughs) And I made a pretty big meal yesterday, just but nothing too fancy, a whole chicken. I had my sweet potatoes. I had made my famous broccoli and rice cheese casserole. I had cornbread with my pinto beans. I talk about those all the time because they're just loaded with turkey. Um, I use turkey wings, smoked turkey wings and put them in there. I I am a northerner, but my family's from the south, so it's the best of both worlds. And um, it was just a great meal. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something because I cooked a lot of food. But anyway, it was great. There was, it was like a Cajun baked chicken. It was a whole chicken and, uh, you know, the cornbread and the beans and you know how it goes, the cheese and the broccoli and the casserole was just out of this world. And then the sweet potatoes, you know, you can't go wrong with that. Have to have something sweet to mix with the savory. So I did that yesterday. And um, as you know, when the podcast is done, I'm going to eat some leftovers and um, I'm excited about that too. <laughs> So God is good. He keeps providing. He keeps making a way. He wants us to enjoy the fruit of our labor. He wants us to be, uh, to rejoice in him all way, to continually rejoice in the presence of God and what he's doing in our lives, knowing that this is the will of Christ Jesus concerning you at this time and in this moment. It was the will of God for me to, to throw down in the kitchen yesterday and make a delicious meal. That was the will of God. And I thank him for those abilities. I thank him for the strategy and the manifestation of that meal. Let's get into the song of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Now, today's going to be very interesting as we talk about the song of the week every week. I want to share something about the presence of God because I'm always in his presence. That's not something I'm bragging about. It's something I'm very proud about. So I always like to share a song of the week, just maybe hoping that one day someone will say, let me Google that song she talked about. And let me pull up that song on YouTube and get into the presence of God. Because I know that God is going to meet you. I know that you're going to have a breakthrough. I know that there's going to be miracle signs and wonders initiated through praise and worship in the life of anyone. Today's a little bit different. I had a song picked out that I have been listening to over the last couple days, over the last week. But right before the podcast, the Lord did something very different, ladies and gentlemen. And as I was preparing to begin the podcast, the angel of the Lord arrived right before recording today. And um, I came across a different song and it's not necessarily a song. It's actually classified as a medley because they took a different, they took about six or seven different songs and put them together. And when I tell you I had a great worship experience, unlike any other, um, and there was an encounter that happened. Like I said, the angel of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord fell and I was worshiping and praising, but then I was the angel of the Lord showed up. And when he showed up, he was just there. And then he began to tell me to worship and worship and worship. And I did. And I just had no idea that it was going to go to the level that it went to. But anyway, it was just a great experience. And I'm glad that the Lord allowed me to have that encounter and to experience his presence in such a way. Um, Not only his presence, but the word of the Lord that came through the angel of God. 
and the vision that he showed me, a very open vision. I'm going to share that with you guys today. I'm not going to share what he necessarily told me, but I will share what he showed me. But anyway, the song is by Randy Rothwell. Um, he may be a little bit before my time. Um, this song or this medley was actually completed in 1993. So I was even 10 years old in 1993. So I enjoyed it. It was very intense, a very blessed time. Like I said, there are multiple songs on there. Some of them were remade. Um, some of them you may have heard before by different artists, but it was just beautiful. I mean, worship, worship. And I need to let everyone know there are certain songs that the angels like. And I know you probably have never heard that before. There are songs that the angels like. There are songs that God likes. There are songs, just like if you do something that makes the Lord smile, that makes the Lord happy, there are songs that make the kingdom, the host of heaven, happy and excited. So I'm guessing from what happened to me today that this recording is one of the things that the angels enjoy and that caused them to worship. And I mean, they showed me something very powerful. I'm going to share what they showed me. And I hate to share what, what I go through because I'm very selfish and stubborn like that. God is still delivering me from that. But um when this encounter happened, this is within the last hour or so, what I saw was very powerful. Somehow I was taken in the spirit. And as I was worshiping, the angel of the Lord came close and he kneeled down next to me. And when he kneeled down next to me, I thought he was just there to comfort me. But when he kneeled down next to me, I was taken away. When I was taken away in the spirit, it seemed like maybe 30 seconds. So when I was taken away in the spirit, he showed me these buildings in a heavenly place, in a heavenly realm. And he said to me, and I saw businesses, 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 but they were like castles, but in heaven. But the angel of the Lord said, I didn't know they were businesses. I thought they were castles. And he said to me, these are businesses. And then he took me closer and zoomed in where he said, this is your business. And he told me that this is your business in heaven. It's already, it's already established. And I saw the thing that got me was the height of it because all of the businesses there were like in heaven, they look totally different than how you, I'm telling someone right now today, follow that business dream, follow that business dream. I've never seen anything like what I saw today. And I've seen a lot of things, but the businesses that we want to start, this is a very powerful revelation. The businesses that we want to start are already created, completed, fortified in a heavenly place in Christ Jesus. So he zoomed me in and took me close and he said, this is your business. And I was moved by the height of this, of this tower. The building was very tall, different colors and pinks and whites and blues, very beautiful. And it was tall and I could see all around, but the thing, and there were clouds around these, there were clouds around these businesses, meaning that the glory of the Lord is around these businesses. So I'm also going to share the song that I was going to do before this awful thing happened, because that's a very powerful song. It was like never before. It was William Murphy and Shekinah Glory. And it talks about the power of God being released like never before. And I believe that these two songs and these two movements are what God is going to do right now. He's going to release his presence like never before. And he's also going to take us into an angelic presence where the angel of the Lord will begin to reveal strategies for the upbuilding of the businesses, for the upbuilding of the ministry and for the upbuilding of the things that he wants us to do in this time and in the season. So praise the Lord. God is good. 
Um, let's just jump into the recap and let's just get going. Um, Zechariah 4 and 6 says, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, That it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. We discussed that last week, and I was going to share with you the revelation of the Lord concerning the might and the power and the strength of God, how these are three totally different facets, three totally different strategies, three totally different fulfillment formulas in God. But no one ever really talks about that because we always lump them together. But God says in this season to be strategically successful, to have a strategy of success, you need to understand what might is. You need to understand what my power is and you need to understand what strength is because he's saying in this passage that it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. God revealed to me in this passage, they're one thing people always say it's not by power. It's not by might. It's by my spirit. And they separate them. God said in this time, I need you to understand that the might, the power, the spirit are one. They will go hand in hand to fulfill particular glories and particular mandates in this time. Also, another thing he showed me was that Zerubbabel, this scripture talks about the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the governor. He's a governor, but it's written in the book of Zechariah. Zechariah is a descendant of David. He's a descendant of Judah. Zerubbabel is also a descendant of David, a descendant of Judah. So he's saying that there's a very royal anointing being released to the people. Royal meaning you have to have authority. You're going to have the scepter. You're going to have the rod. You're going to have authority. Strategy is very authoritative. And so in order, the reason that some of us aren't able to fulfill certain things in our lives, because we're trying and we're moving forward and we might be even moving forward in wisdom, but we don't have the authority to break the back of the opposition hindering us. We're going to talk about that today. I got some very beautiful things, very powerful things that we're going to discuss today. So God is releasing strategies for such a time as this for different reasons. Everyone's purpose is different. Everyone's calling is different, but a strategy from the Lord cannot fail. We discussed that last week. What is a strategy? A strategy in the kingdom of God is the effectual working power of God. To be effectual in the presence of God, in the spirit of God, in the plans of God is to be operative, to operate according to his power. The Bible talks about also in the book of Ephesians that the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous avail much. So the prayer attribute goes hand in hand and causes to be fiery, causes the strategy to be on fire in the realm of the spirit. You have to tap into the spirit of God, tap into the realm of God and able in, in order to be able to operate in the effectual working power of God. It also talks about according to the power that works within us. There's a power that works within us. There's a power released from God. Those two different things because the way that we manifest the power of God is different than the way God does, but God wants us to manifest his presence. He wants to manifest his presence through us. So we're going to talk about the power. We're going to talk about the strength. We're going to talk about the might. We're going to talk about all of, all of these things, because if you don't have those things, you won't have the boldness to operate in a strategy. You won't have the know-how to operate in strategic principles. Today is going to be very weighty. I really, really advise you to get your pen and paper because it's going to be deep. This is going to be, I don't know how long the series is going to be because God keeps unveiling things and unveiling things and it keeps getting thicker and thicker and more weighty, more glorious, more powerful, more splendid. I'm just so excited about what the word of the Lord is. Remember last week, we even talked about um, what Webster says the strategy is. It can be a plan of action. It can be a policy designed to achieve a goal or aim. Remember, if you don't have any goals, God is not releasing strategies. You're not even working towards anything. 
anything. But he says, not in this time and in this season, you thought you didn't have a purpose. You thought I didn't have any plans for you. But God says, I have a plan for you. Even from your mother's womb, I had a plan for you. And now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time to move forward in that plan. You think it's the purpose of God for you to punch a clock every day, go home and go to sleep. That is not the will of God. But as you seek God, the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous will avail much, ladies and gentlemen. So a strategy can even be an art of war. It can be a master plan. It's not necessarily the plan, but it's the method and the mechanism that will fulfill the plan. God has the plan. He will give you the mode, the method of transportation to arrive at your desired end, like it says in Jeremiah 29 and 11. We also talked about the table of God, very powerful revelation about the table of the Lord, the table of the Lord. Why is the table of the Lord important? Psalm 23 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Now, it's very important that we understand this passage for what it really is. It's very important that we understand the depth of what King David is saying. First of all, the shadow of death. You don't need a strategy if you're not up against anything opposing you. So you may not see the invisible principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. You may not see those things, but they're there. That's what the strategy is for. A lot of times we're not seeking a strategy because the enemy has blinded us. We don't even think there's anything moving against us. We don't even think there's anything opposing us. We don't even think the shadow of death is in our midst, but it is. And so the strategy is to oppose, to counteract, to detach yourself from the wiles of the enemy and from the strategies of the enemy. He has strategies. You need to have a strategy. He has a plan to destroy you. You need to have a plan to destroy him. It's just that simple because nothing comes easy. The kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violence. We take it by force. And that is the word of the Lord for this season. God wants us to take. He wants us to operate in dominion. We're still talking about dominion because your dimension of greatness is trapped in a place. That place is trapped in a territory. That territory has to be conquered. Okay. The Bible says, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. The rod and thy staff, two different things. The rod is something. The staff is something. The rod is a strategy of authority. The staff is a strategy of authority. So it's up to us to find out, God, what are you saying? Are you telling me that I need to call this person and schedule a meeting for next Thursday? Or do I need to call Sally and schedule a meeting for Monday? What do we need to discuss? What do I need to, what points do I need to pull out during this phone call? What pointers do I need to pull out during this interview? What do I need to discuss mostly concerning this loan that I'm trying to get for the business to establish the foundation of this school? So strategy is very important, but the enemy blinds us and we go in blind thinking that we don't need pointers, tips, and direction and guidance in order to fulfill the word of the Lord over our life. And that's not true. So the table is actually the birthing place. We discussed that last week. It's the birthing place of strategy. The table is not literal. It's not a literal table, although it can be a literal table. It can be a desk. It can be your workplace. It can be your workstation. It can be your pulpit. It can be where you meet with God. Now, do I have a table? How do you know if you have a table? You need to have a table. This is how you're going to know. First and foremost, is there a consistent meeting place for you and God to share plans and ideas? God, I want to do this. God, I want to buy this land. God, I want to do this. God, I want to buy an apartment building. And God says, okay, well, this is what you need to do, Susan. I want you to, for the next six months, blah, 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 blah. And then I want you to sow into this person and do that and do that and do that. Is there that place? Now, 
God can talk to you in the bathroom. God can talk to you in the kitchen. God can talk to you at work. God can talk to you anywhere. He's God. He's everywhere. He's omnipotent. He's all over the place. There is no place that God can't reach. However, consistency is a strategy. So if you have a consistent place, after you build that consistent place, you're building the secret place. You're ordaining the, the secret place and the enemy can't penetrate that. So that's a table that's prepared before the presence of your enemy, so to speak. So you start there, you have a consistent place, and then God will begin to breed elaborate encounters. After he begins to show you, okay, she's meeting me every day at six. She's meeting me every day at five. She's meeting me. And then he begins to give you encounters like the angel of the Lord arrived to me about an hour ago. You begin to have encounters that will fuel your faith, fuel your vision, and cause you to run even faster, cause you to develop more momentum, cause you to act really, really insane as it pertains to fulfilling the will of God for your life. You're going to buy a mall. Now you want to buy a mall. Now you're gaining um, to putting together a team of investors and you're going to buy a, a whole mall and you're going to redevelop the mall and restructure the mall, a whole mall with 200 stores and outlets for people, the children of God to place their Christian products in. Who does that? Who thinks of that? But this is what happens when you begin to develop a secret place in a consistent place. It's a strategy of manifestation. It becomes a strategy of fulfillment. It becomes a strategy of oneness in God. The word of the Lord declares in Psalm 78, it says, yay, they spake against God. They said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? David, once again, this is a totally different passage by King David because a royal anointing is strong. A royal anointing is power. A royal anointing is might. So David was king, although he had a lot of issues as it pertains to his flesh and coming against the spirit of God. He understood strategy. He understood warfare. He understood they that dwell in the secret place. He understood victory. And so in order to have victory, you have to fight the war. In order to fight the war, there must be strategies. Okay. So he says, they spoke against you. Now this is David talking about his ancestors. He's saying they spoke against you and they said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? David is laughing. What do you mean? Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? God can furnish a table anywhere. So this is highly important. Verse 20 says, behold, he smote the rock. The waters gushed out. The streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? So he's saying, I know that God can provide a table anywhere, but first and foremost, you must have a table. You must have a table. It's very important. It's a kingdom strategy that God honors and that all saints can partake in. All saints can partake in this truth. Remember that there's a petition that must be released through the person, people of God. There's placement, strategic placement that God will have you in in order to have effective strategies. Then there's a purpose that causes those strategies to become most effectual, most efficient, most purposeful. So you're going to have to have those three things. You, the person are going to have to stand up and in that authority and declare and petition for strategies. Then you're going to have to be willing to arrive at the place that God is strategically going to place you in because every strategy has strategic placement. Then there's a purpose for a particular increase, a particular purpose. The increase is going to come through the purpose, a willingness to assist with the perfect of the saints. God doesn't just bless the blessed. God blesses you because it blesses him because his people will be blessed 
eternally. It's an internal purpose. Remember, I talked about that. The fulfillment is God's. The manifestation is ours. So the fulfillment is the whole, the big picture, the long scope, the long haul. It's how Daniel was able to see the end of times and how John was able to see the end of times. That is fulfillment. I'm going to give you a vision and everything happens between then and now plays into that role, plays into that part. Okay. So we're going to have a strategy. We're going to have a success theory. We're going to have a success momentum for the next couple months through the end of the year so that we can really finish the year strong and have something tangible to say the Lord has fulfilled this in my life. So I want you to remember this as your strategic success acronym for strategy. Success, translating radiance, aligning territory, engaging greatness in you. Remember, strategy means it's success, translating radiance and alignment for territories, engaging greatness in you. This is the word of the Lord. He's giving you success. He's going to translate radiance. He's going to align you with particular territories to engage you in greatness. That is the word of the Lord. Now we're going to get into something very weighty. We're not going to be able to discuss it today, but we will discuss it in depth next week. Ephesians 6 and 10. This is very important before you begin to endeavor to take on the strategies of God. You're going to have to know this so that you won't be overtaken by the works of the enemy. Ephesians 6 and 10 says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Remember I said the strength, the power, the might, three different things. He's saying be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Three different dimensions of manifestation of strategy. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, before I even get into the strategies of each of the weapons of the warfare, before I even get into the strategies, I've never heard anyone go into detail concerning what I'm about to share. Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Remember I said the number four means to build. I say that every week. Four means to build in the realm of the spirit. Principality, one, powers, two. Rulers of darkness, three, spiritual wickedness in high places, four. This is the structure. This is the house being built. This is the strategy of the enemy. It's a strategic house that he will place on you. Sometimes you'll pray and you'll get a little breakthrough. You pull down a principality, but you didn't destroy the power. Sometimes you'll pray. You'll get a little bit more breakthrough. You pull down a principality. You destroyed one power, but there was three in the in the kitchen that you didn't know was in there. Sometimes you'll pray. In virtue and power, you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're speaking in tongues, you got knocked down a principality, you pulled down three powers, you got their cousins, you got the aunts and uncles, you destroyed all the works of the enemy, but you didn't attack the ruler of that dark place. Sometimes you'll pray real good and the spirit of the Lord is upon you where you on fire, you even see fire, but you didn't attack the spiritual wickedness in high places. And I'm going to share something with you personal. Remember I said I was going to share something personal, something that changed my life about over a year ago. Everything in my life changed when I was studying this and the Lord revealed this to me, how these are four different dimensions of opposition. The principality is different than the power. The power is different than the ruler of darkness. The ruler of darkness is different than the spiritual wickedness. When you understand this, you will be so victorious. Your life will change. All of a sudden you'll be like, what happened now? What I'm going to share is very important. I don't have much time, but we will finish it in detail in depth next Monday. 
just remember this week, there are four parallel objectives to what the enemy does when he establishes principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness. You have to begin to pray like I did strategically. Lord, show me your heavenly principalities. Show me your heavenly powers. Show me your heavenly spiritual substance because the heavenly spiritual substances counteract the rulers of darkness. And then God showed me that the reigning ordinances come against spiritual wickedness in high places because heaven is above anything that the devil does. The kingdom of God in a heavenly place will counteract and defeat the spiritual wickedness in high places. So the four things that you need to pray this week as a strategic power, as a strategic paramount objective to fulfill the will of God in your life. Lord, show me heavenly principalities, heavenly powers, heavenly spiritual substances, heavenly reigning ordinances in the name of Jesus. This is how he will teach your hands to fight. He will teach your fingers to war as it pertains to fulfilling kingdom agendas. You have to pray right now because what God does, he will begin to show you five virtues, resurrection power, restoration power, restitution power, recompense is to get back what you already, what was already owed to you and reciprocity, meaning you will begin to work with God in cohesion. You guys will begin to work as a team. You guys will have a duality. You guys will have a parallel objective in the realm of the spirit and in the kingdom of God. So ladies and gentlemen, I wasn't able to share much. We have one minute left. I just want you to remember this is very powerful in order to operate on a strategic level of authority, in order for to operate in a strategic level of impartation. You have to be able to counteract the principalities, the powers, the rules of darkness of this world, the spiritual wickedness in high places, but you can't just pray against them. You have to pray opposite of them in a different glory and a different virtue. There must be a principality, a heavenly principality to counteract the demonic principality. You can't just say I pull down strongholds because the strongholds are holding you. They're holding you. But in order to have strength, you have to have strength in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That means you have to speak from a kingdom authority and from a heavenly place in Christ Jesus. Remember your gem this week. I told you last week to make a petition. This week, I want you to tell God why you want that petition, why you want that strategy, why it's important for the kingdom, why it's important for you. And God is going to do great and mighty things in Jesus name. Till next Monday, have a dimension of greatness, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye.